0: Everyone, Chris here from the Geology Podcast Network. Have you ever stared out your window and wondered what interesting secrets lay just beneath the surface? Don't let the Kentucky bluegrass and your mother's geraniums fool you. There is exciting geology even in your backyard. In this podcast, we explore the amazing discoveries and geologic events that happened right in someone's backyard. In the early 90s, I lived for about a year in Sierra Leone, on the tip of West Africa. It was a crazy time to be in this part of the world. Both Liberia and Sierra Leone were reeling from a waning civil war that had ravaged the area for over 10 years. And interestingly enough, geology played a vital role in this conflict as rebel forces initially sought to control the Sierra Leonean diamond resources to fund their rebellion. After the war had officially concluded, Things remained chaotic for many years. I remember seeing large groups of children leaving the refugee camp where I was working a few months before school was scheduled to start. The children were heading for the diamond mines in hopes of finding diamonds to aid in paying their school fees. Upon their return, they would show me small handfuls of rough diamonds that they had found that they would then take to the diamond merchants to get small amounts of money to pay for their school fees. It was heartbreaking to see how many diamond mines used child labor in their mining operations. But I can't deny that it was inspiring to see the great lengths these children would go to so that they could attend school. Mining for diamonds and other gemstones often involves panning through alluvium similar to panning for gold. The difference between diamond and gold is that diamonds are about five times less dense than gold. This means the hydraulic sorting processes that easily concentrate gold are more difficult for diamond. To provide a comparison, there are only six minerals that are denser than gold, and there are numerous rock-forming minerals that have a very similar density as diamonds, So, rather than just looking to concentrate the highest density materials or the highest density minerals, diamond prospectors will often specifically focus on other minerals that are associated with the presence of diamonds. As I'm sure you're all aware, diamonds are made of pure carbon and are formed deep in the mantle lithosphere beneath the continental crust. As you likely know, carbon is a fundamental element associated with living organisms. I'm sure we've all seen the memes showing some relationship between coal that's made from compressed dead plants and diamonds that are assumed to have formed from putting coal under tremendous amounts of pressure. Today we're going to be performing an experiment where we take coal, put peanut butter on it, do a couple things and it turns into a diamond. Although there is indeed evidence that some diamonds are formed from biological sources of carbon, most diamonds are formed from what we call primordial carbon or carbon that existed from the formation of the planet diamonds are categorized in two main groups those hosted in peridotite and those hosted in eclogite chemical analyses of these two groups of diamonds show that peridotitic diamonds have a similar carbon isotopic composition as the mantle and that eclogitic diamonds have a similar carbon isotopic composition as biological signatures. Diamonds reach the surface through tremendously violent volcanic eruptions that form rocks called kimberlites. These form as anomalously enriched magmas rapidly move through hundreds of kilometers of lithosphere to erupt on Earth's surface. Some researchers have estimated that kimberlites claim the speed record for the fastest moving rocks inside the Earth And can rise through the lithosphere at rates between 5 and 37 meters per second or 18 to 130 kilometers per hour. Although this is between walking and highway speeds, keep in mind these speeds are being accomplished by rocks moving vertically inside the earth. To put this in perspective, the ascent rate of magma that is associated with most explosive volcanic eruptions, like Mount St. Helens or Pinatubo, are measured at 0.2 meters per second, or about 700 meters per hour. In addition to diamonds being found in kimberlite volcanic deposits, they can also be found in sedimentary deposits that carried diamonds away from their volcanic source. One locality in particular that is rich in alluvial, or actually in this case, eolian diamonds, is southwestern Namibia, which is home to the only alluvial diamond mining operations specifically focused on wind-blown diamonds. Diamonds remain the most economically significant mineral commodity in Namibia, And about 2% of the world's gem-quality diamonds come from the diamond mining area along this country's southern coastline. Diamonds have been mined from the Namibia coastline for well over 100 years. In the early days of mining, while Namibia was a German colony, the area around the diamond-bearing region was deemed off-limits and called the Speergebiet, which is German for prohibited area. Although the total area makes up 26,000 square kilometers, only 5% of the land is actually used for mining. The rest was treated as a buffer zone, and the amount of buffer that was needed was calculated on how far a person could walk with only the supplies they could carry, with the idea that anyone who tried to sneak into the Spiergebiet to steal diamonds wouldn't be able to make the round trip to the diamond-rich areas and then back to civilization. The Spirgabit is an incredibly inhospitable area with very little apart from sand and wind-carved rocks. To this day, access to the Spirgabit is highly restricted and can only be visited with written permission from the Namibian government. I was able to visit this area in 2013 and then again in 2015, although my reasons for visiting the Spirgabit were not diamond related. In 2013, I was traveling across the Namib desert to collect Precambrian rock samples to understand the tectonic history of the region. These samples were most often collected from Inselbergs, or island mountains, that rose above the sand dunes. As I was traversing a particularly tricky area, my truck, or baki as the Namibians call it, got thoroughly stuck. After spending nearly an entire day trying to get out, I decided that it was time to call for help. Mind you, I was a several-hour drive away from the nearest town. However, lucky for me, I was not very far from an active mining camp. The next morning, I gathered together the supplies I needed to make the trek and began the long walk to seek help Once I made it to the road, I walked past numerous Area Forbidden and Turn Back Now signs that became unnerving to the point that I made sure that my research permits were easily accessible to avoid any awkwardness if I was confronted by security personnel. And sure enough, I was met on the road by armed security guards totally bewildered what I was doing out there. Once explaining my situation and showing them my research permits, they were very gracious and not only drove me back to my vehicle, but helped me get unstuck and even filled up my bucky with diesel from their extra fuel tanks. From that point, I didn't press my luck and retreated to field areas a bit closer to civilization. So, do you want to pan for diamonds? There is actually one place on the planet where anyone can pan for diamonds in the only public diamond mine, called the Crater of Diamonds State Park in Arkansas, USA. In 1906, John Wesley Huddleston found two diamonds near his farmhouse. Upon realizing his farm was sitting on a veritable diamond mine, He quickly sold it for $36,000, which today is valued at over $1,000,000. And then the rush was on. Thousands of people flooded to Murfreesboro seeking diamonds. For a small fee, anyone in the public could try their luck at finding a diamond. The mine changed hands several times through various commercial mining ventures that found variable amounts of success. And commercial mining continued until 1972 when the state of Arkansas bought the land for the equivalent of $6 million and turned it into a state park. Today, for $10, anybody can access the park, which continues to be the only public diamond mine on the planet. The Crater of Diamonds is located in the southwest corner of Arkansas and is frequented by both locals and tourists. Nearly 180,000 people visit the park every year. On average, at least one diamond is found every day. The Crater of Diamond State Park is famous for having sourced the largest diamond found in the United States, the 40 carat Uncle Sam diamond discovered in 1924, found during a commercial mining venture. But the largest diamond ever found by a visitor at the state park was a 16 carat diamond found in 1972. So, for a $10 fee, this visitor walked away with a diamond worth between 150 dollars and $175,000. Finding diamonds in your backyard is unlikely unless your house is sitting smack dab on top of a kimberlite pipe. Nevertheless, if finding a diamond is on your bucket list, I recommend saving your pennies to make a trip to southwestern Arkansas to make your diamond-finding wishes come true. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, students, and professors. Backyard Geology is a part of the Geology Podcast Network and is sponsored by Travelling Geologist.
1: Hey there, fellow geoscience aficionado! If you are enjoying this podcast, I am sure you will also like the new GPN podcast. Nice Chats, with me, Dr. B. Every week me and a guest will chat about an interesting theme in geosciences in a fun and casual environment. The good news is that you don't need any previous knowledge to understand what we will be talking about, since we will take care of explaining everything to you, while playing games, answering questions and cracking up many, many dead jokes. Fieldwork, Earth evolution, exoplanets and paleomagnetism are only a few of our many different themes this season. Catch us from the 7th of January, 2021, wherever you listen to this podcast. And just remember that plateaus are the highest form of flattery.